Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B. Fun fact: He likes oatmeal raisin cookies better than chocolate chip cookies. That is gross. No, no, no. Oatmeal raisin cookies are delicious. <laughs> Counterpoint. Make it oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. I like oatmeal That's chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. When I grab an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and it turns out upon the first bite to be an oatmeal raisin cookie, why is this cookie healthy? Get it away from me. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. I am super grateful for Ryan because Ryan yeah. told me about this new kind of yoga mat and I bought it and it's awesome <gasps> and I love it forever. It's so Ooh, cool. Jen, what kind of yoga mat? Um, an echo light. It's so oh. cool. I don't know. Yeah, that. it's awesome. It's a little thicker than I'm normally used, but it doesn't stick to my feet. It's amazing. Uh. The worst thing in any like hot yoga situation is when your mat's like. Right. You don't want it to sound like you're having sex. <laughs> and Ryan also told me about this free podcast called Free Yoga Download, Ooh. which has free 20, yo- 20 minute yoga oh. at all levels. And it's awesome. So well, thank that you, sounds Ryan. Amazing. This episode also brought to you by. Matt. Matt. Waka barka. <laughs> Matt wants us to do fun Swedish facts. So our Swedish fact today is that Sweden was the first country to ban spanking by parents. Ooh, good for you, Sweden. So corporal or physical punishment in all forms is banned in Sweden, including parents' right to spank their children. Sweden hmm. implemented the law prohibiting the use of corporal punishment on July 1st. Guess what year? 1980. Oh, close, Jen. Mikey, what do you think? 1990. 1979. <laughs> oh, so close. Yeah, you were so close. So they became the first country to implement such legislation. Soon, Sweden's neighbors, Finland and Norway, followed and enacted similar laws. Nice. Copycats. But, I know, you know, right? I'll allow it because it's for a good cause. Do your own shit. And I just want to point out that it's spanking by parents. Consensual mm. spanking is still very much allowed. And I believe encouraged, but don't check me on that. <laughs> we now return you to another episode of The, the Patrioticals. So Matthew, Kate, Miggy Mac have made it to Myrtle Beach and it's like abandoned, except okay. Miggy Mac sees that by the beach there's a submarine surrounded by robots. Oh my Ooh, God, is it the submarine from before? <laughs> it is a submarine from before. Oh my God! When did, when was there a submarine? It was a long time ago, Jen. Oh my I'm god, lost. we're talking like okay. December. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. After the the plane full of koalas, yes, I think. it was so okay. long ago. I gotcha. <laughs> and Matthew is like, I feel it that I need to get inside that submarine. And uh, Mickey Max, like me and the koala, will go in there with you, and we will cover you with our guns and stuff. Me and this koala bear. Nice. Okay. Cool. 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 And then Kate, you know, who was dropped off mysteriously by lights in the mm-hmm. sky. Was like, right. I will fight the robots. So you guys get inside with my telekinesis. Telekinesis. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she goes down and Sweet. she uh, starts fighting all the robots with her telekinesis and tearing it up and draws them away. And Matthew, Miggy Mac, and the koala bear go in and then they go into the submarine. <laughs> And uh, they're like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? And um, they see two two tiny chairs, like Emperor Palpatine. They slowly turn around the chairs, and they're like, Matthew, Uh-oh. welcome. Oh, no. we, we've been waiting for you. It's, <gasps> what? It's, it's Chippendale, the Rescue Rangers. No! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I oh thought they god. got run over at some point. I'm glad Jen, to know they faked their I death. I know exactly. They're horribly scarred and cybernetic. Oh my god! They're cybernetically enhanced oh. Chippendales. Oh. 
<laughs> They've got chips for real now? Yes. <laughs> Microchips. Yes. Microchips Micro and Dale. Dale changed his name to Dell, <laughs> but he Del. changed it back. Yeah, Chip so it's Chip and Dell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Chip and Dell Rescue Rangers Microchips now. and Dell. Because oh. it is copyright free if it's Chip and Dell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Slowly Chip and Dale say, you should have killed us when you had the chance. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he thought he did. Yeah. You cut back to Mammaltopia, and there's a big battle going on. Isaac has now ordered the front gates, and uh, there's like a moat and a bridge across uh, to the front gates to be right. welded open, like with cut with blow cut like cutting torches. I'm sorry, wait. You're they're, they're supposed to be welded open. Well, you know, the cut, they're going to use cutting torches to cut the door. Oh, open. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. They're just going to cut okay. through it. Okay. They attach a welding torch arm on Tristam, the robot. Cyborg. That makes sense. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh-huh. And he's like, go, go, Tristam like, arm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Which is also copyright distinct, or if we have any sort of copyright, so he can, uh, like, from a long distance, open the door. Yes. Mm. Well, so then he's leading a, a party of people to go tear down the door. They're heavily armed people. It's like an attack. It's like a whole attack, and then there's all, like, background battle stuff going on. So Isaac orders that. Tristam's going up there. Michael was like, I think I need to go back to Thunderdome because their their biggest warriors aren't here. This is We're not getting as much resistance as we thought. I think Thunderdome Ooh. might be under attack, and Isaac agrees and sends Michael back to Thunderdome. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Eddie was like, I don't want to do this, but we've got to keep the walls up. So he basically sends out a couple of hundred lemmings. <laughs> no. With grenades on them. What? Oh, my God. Oh, geez. This is getting dark. And they jump over the wall. Dark. They just jump over the wall and they jump over the wall and they bomb the hell out of those people trying to open the door. They're lemming uh, suicide bombers? Yes. This is what happens when your rescue rangers turn to the dark side. <laughs> I know. This is the world yeah. we're living in now. Eddie didn't want to do it, but the lemmings were like, we've got to save the town. Well, really what happened is one lemming thought of the idea, and the rest of them just followed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. are like, ooh, popcorn over here. <laughs> the only one of the Mad Max forces that are left is Tristam. He walks out. His uh, torch arm is a little broken, and all the other cutting torches have been lost in the in the in the explosions. Okay, so that's where we're gonna leave it this week. That's all fucked up. <laughs> it's a dark. It's a dark middle chapter. Yeah, this is very much Empire Strikes Back in the saga <laughs> of the Patrioticals. <laughs> so is Matthew and Miggity Matt gonna have to fight Chip and Dell? <laughs> will Isaac Uh-oh. build a memorial statue to honor the Lemming sacrifice? Ooh. What will Michael find at Thunder Domington? Find out next week on another episode of. The The Patrioticals. This episode finally brought to you by Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris just wants you to know that you're not alone and that we hear you and we see you, even though it might feel like everything is really scary right now. And every time you check the news or you check social media, there's some new crazy thing that you didn't know you could get upset about. But now you're upset about that, too. And and if you want to talk about any of this stuff, join the Facebook group and, you know, everybody's kind of sharing their feelings. But there's also like a lot of light hearted like kind of escapist talk there too and thank you chris for always reminding us because it's i think it's easy to forget that it is. you know yeah, and I absolutely. Think, but it's always true you know there's somebody there that, that wants to listen and wants to be there for you you know son of a bitch the computer's gonna blow up the theme music <laughs> <laughs> this movie Coming. Oh no, it's getting closer. Oh, hmm. 
what are we going to do about this theme music that's coming faster and faster? Oh, no. I don't think she liked the movie. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the horror version, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jim. I'm Mikey. And I'm the horror version, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies and you guys make me watch them. And this week, you really didn't. You sort of made me watch a movie called Deep Star 6. That's right, yeah. But Mikey intended us to watch Deep Star 8, <laughs> but we got... <laughs> Basically laid out like four ridiculous underwater like science fiction horror movies, and I was like, Jen, pick one. All of these are really dumb, and I can't wait. Well, I honestly think she picked the right one, because it was really dumb, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> I watched it for the first time last night. Have you guys seen this movie before? I had never heard of this movie until Mikey Same. laid out a bunch of bonkers Same. aquatic horror for us to watch, and I was like, oh, that guy was in My Two Dads. Let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this movie like once as a child. <laughs> yeah, as you were watching it, and Todd and I had already watched it, you texted and like, I thought Peter Weller was in this movie. Yeah. And you like, literally said, no. I think we're watching the wrong movie. And I was like, right. well, we've already watched it, and it's because you told us to. <laughs> right. It's just because those those late 80s like underwater horror films all kind of mesh together. Yeah, if it's not the abyss they're all the same movie to me right right so i i'm not mad about it i enjoyed my experience with this film oh yeah i i mean yeah i didn't hate it yeah me either well maybe i it's, did it's, it's, <laughs> i needed something i didn't super care about in this unprecedented time yeah i definitely agree i mean it was a nice break from a uh, heavy subject matter for sure yes yeah i just wish it had been interesting and that i cared about what happened <laughs> It was interesting. That one guy accidentally kills the whole crew. Okay, now that is the part that I like. Snyder all kind of fucks up the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. Like the world. He blows up two nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah, he kills every fish. <laughs> this movie's real dumb and I really liked it. Yeah, same. It's it's definitely a Mikey movie because it's like basically you playing with your toys come to life. Mikey, you say that a lot when you talk about the movies, and I just really want to see like the basket of toys you had as a child. Because oh, I definitely didn't have a Dune-style monster, and I feel like the monster in this movie looks like Dune. I thought Tremors. That's what I <laughs> oh, thought. Tremors too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this should be in the Tremors universe, Jen. It, it, I know. This is a Tremors prequel. Oh my god, I am on I mean, board maybe. for this. And because of the nuclear blast, it drove the tremors on land. And now they just <gasps> they just swim through land now and not the ocean. Boom. We figured it out, guys. We, we did. We fucking yep. figured it out before we You're even welcome, started everyone. the movie. Basically, I was obsessed with the Abyss as a kid. Oh, I loved the Abyss. Same, yeah. And my parents got me this huge set of underwater submarine Legos. Wow, okay. Okay, cool, so, cool. That's cool. So, like, this is definitely something that would happen with that. That sounds cooler than this movie. And I bet, Mikey, you had, like, these Patreonical-esque underwater adventures when you were mm. a kid, and I wish that we, like, had those transcripts <laughs> of you playing so we can make that a movie because that, that sounds be like cool. it would be fucking dope and much better than this movie oh, and the, <laughs> better, better writing for sure better character development oh yeah yeah Eight year old mikey banging your toys together would be much better than this movie. my mom would like sit and watch me because i would do like the voices and everything and sound effects oh, she would just god. sit she would just sit and watch me and be like oh my god 
Mikey, this yeah. makes so much. All I want to do is talk to your mom right now. Can we get your mom on the podcast? I have so uh, many questions. That's my problem with it. It's just I wanted a lot more monster. You know, I feel like th- we see it so little. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I just don't care about. Oh, you, you know? mean you mean when it first attacks the people in the submersible do- bulldozer and they said, oh, my God, look at the size of that thing. And then they I don't know. show us what they're seeing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for like yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah, some, yeah. Say, some say they stole that idea from Jaws. Yeah, not they showing just the forgot monster. to do it well. <laughs> they forgot to show something that was actually scary. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. it looks like a sandworm from Dune or like Tremors. It looks like that, right? I feel like a better paced version of this movie I would have really dug because there is a so bad it's good element to yes, it. Yes, I um, think that too. It Absolutely. Just, this thing felt like 5,000 years long and I kept pausing it to see how much there was left. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, Corey, I'm going to have to take a nap for five minutes because I can't. I'm so Yeah, you're going to power nap halfway through it. I also love that mm-hmm. I never really knew like what the purpose of these people were or this station. And I was like, yeah. so they yep. just have a bunch of nuclear weapons? Like, what are they doing? Like, what are they building? Yeah, it's just for evil. <laughs> right. you know? Or, Jen, the American <laughs> government is what that was for. Oh. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, tomato, tomato. I get it, I get it. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see the weighing motion I'm making. <laughs> yeah. And like, I didn't really understand, like, it would just like cut to different people in a different room. And I'm like, are they in the same submarine or is it a different submarine? I know. <laughs> I was trying to like write it down and I was like teeny tiny submarine, slightly bigger submarine. Now I just they're... made up ridiculous names because no one ever like says anyone else's like Name. location. So like, <laughs> yeah. well, no, they, yeah. they do sort of say their names, but later in the movie. So I have like these bonkers names for people in my notes. Was Deep Star <clears throat> 6 the main base or is that yes. the missile slot? Sled. No, I think Deep Star sled. Five is the missile sled. Yeah, and then Deep Star <sighs> Two is the remote thing. No, Deep Star Two is the bathroom, Jen. <laughs> but like, why would you call them all the same thing? They're named like the Thunderbirds. It's like it's like an airplane, like. I know. A nuclear missile does not need the same name as your place where you sleep. Exactly. That could you get, get those confusing confused in a very, very bad easy. way. Yeah. yeah. But let's right. just get in this fucking movie. Let's just talk about it. Okay. All okay. right. So we start with the TriStar thing. Yes, um, we the do. Little opening. And Carol Co. Yeah, I didn't notice that one. But Jen, fun fact about Carol Co. They're the same company that did Terminator 2. Oh. <gasps> That's where I recognize it. I taped Terminator 2 off USA, and I watched that thing over and over and over again. I mean, they were one of the big like horror action studios in the uh, the, like late seventies, early eighties, and then went bankrupt in the (laughs) nineties. But uh, yeah, they did Terminator 2. That's their big like claim to fame. Hey, and you know what? That is perfect. Yeah, if you make the perfect movie, just shut your studio down. There's no point in going on. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they bored the shit out of me with these credits. <laughs> these credits were the worst. I know. Thank you, yeah. Mikey. Thank you. I think underwater stuff is kind of cool sometimes, and I like Ugh. sharks, so I was down with it. But yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to have to argue with him about these credits. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, confession time. I watched the first half of this movie with my neighbor. Oh, Mikey, tell me everything. <laughs> oh, wait, Mikey, that's terrible because the movie starts with two people in bed and the, the woman is like clinging on heavily and like about to force a DTR, a define the relationship conversation. Is that is that when you paused it and you were like, Maybe we should watch this alone? Uh, you mean when I named <laughs> you mean when I named the char- the main character Captain Mikey? <laughs> 
<laughs> Mikey, no joke. I felt like this was you through the whole movie because a he wakes up with a woman who is like clinging to him and he's like just trying to get away from her. And then later in the movie, he finds out she's pregnant and he is immediately on board. Like, yes, let's have this baby. We're going to make this work. And I was like, that is so Mikey. I, I was it. like, what have I done? I like, keep picking these movies that are too close. <laughs> He's like, uh, girl, I got to get out of this. Yeah. Ocean. Oh, I'll raise that baby. Let's name it after the, the other captain. Well, he's not a captain. He's just a submarine pilot. But my question, Mikey, is what did you do that made her leave halfway through the movie? Uh, right. <laughs> it was getting late and I was I, I've hurt my ankle. You were like, I've got an early meeting on Sunday. So I, you got you have to leave. I got to Right. It turns out she was not pregnant. So I had to take off. <laughs> So you could take off. <laughs> Nothing but class over here, guys. Oh, Mikey. <laughs> Nothing has happened. I I'll let you guys know as soon as something does. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I really hope she does not listen. <laughs> yeah. Although I sort of do. Guys, find Mikey's neighbor online and send her this clip. Oh, my God. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we do open up on Mikey and his neighbor in bed and he's yes. trying to like get out of there. Right. Mikey's like, oh, I got to go. Or let's just call him right. Captain Mikey because that's what Mikey called him. <laughs> so his name is Craig Evigan. Yes. Greg Evigan. And okay. he's from My Two Dads. Did you guys watch that show, My Two Dads? I did not. No. I did not know. So I wrote My Two Dads quite a bit. Because he, he does wake up and he's like, this has been real fun. Yeah. Well, and then, and they're talking yeah. about like, um, you know, they're coming to the end of their rotation on Deep Star Six or whatever right yes and they're like mm -hmm. they're gonna be assigned to other places and, and captain mikey is like acting like mikey would and being like this has been great i hope you have a great life or whatever uh -huh. and then the woman whose name i did not know at this point so he she was like collins yeah yeah i didn't know her name yeah. at this point but collins is like hanging yeah. all over captain mikey uh and like you know mm, we should stay together <laughs> so how come stuff. you never yeah. got married exactly like she is yeah. really flirting with the define the relationship conversation <laughs> i remember listening to the scene i was like oh my god what is wrong with me as a child? I became this person. Now, I do think it's a little out of the blue when she's like trying to lay into this thing. And oh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with having those conversations. No. And honestly, you should have those conversations. And we're going to find out she's got a good reason for asking those yeah, questions. Yeah. And I think at this point she um, did know, right, that she was pregnant, right? But he obviously doesn't. Yeah. But this is one of the first clues that I had that the script of this movie was not great because it was very out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, listen, Jen, I 100% agree with you, but we're 30 <laughs> seconds into the dialogue of this movie. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but it, it's it's like quintessential 80s movie that has like a TV plot. You know, yeah. it's like not great. That just goes on for like 45 more minutes right. than a TV the, show The would. only difference is Magnum P.I. isn't there and the women are all we not wearing bras. That's the only difference. Yeah. yeah. And Knight Rider is a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kit is the car, yeah, right? Yeah, Kit's the car, yeah. Knight Rider's yeah, the name so of the show. Neither David Hasselhoff or the car are named Knight Rider. Uh, Michael Knight is the name of... David Hasselhoff. Oh, his character. name is Michael Knight. Thank mm. you, thank you, thank you, Michael. Mm. I've actually never seen that show. Yeah. I haven't either. But I do know the voice of Kit in Knight Rider was also the guy who played John Adams in 1776, the musical. Really? So, yeah, he was also Mr. Feeney. Okay, in, we, we, uh, are, we, are, we are getting off track a bit. Oh, you think talking about 1776, the musical, and Knight Rider <laughs> are off track from Deep Star we 6? We are only 15 seconds into the film. <laughs> And just like Mikey right now, Captain Mikey is anxious to get out of this scene. Yes. But here's the thing that pissed me off that he said. He said, it's different with you. She's just like one of the guys. I was like, 
Fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that just means you like her and you can be friends with her and you don't just want to have sex with her. I know. And that's like <laughs> marriage material right there. Like, exactly. no joke. If you find a girl who's just one of the guys, but you still want to have sex with, that's a win win. Yeah. got commitment like- issues. <laughs> also, don't say just one of the guys anymore because. No, sure. Yeah. yeah but I think in the 80s, what that really meant oh, was yeah, like yeah. someone I can hang out with and have a good time with. You're which cool again, girl. is like a win win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, and then she like reaches down, implying that she's molesting him. I mean, Consensually, right? And like, oh, just yeah. one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, she plays. I did like her. Me you too. Know? That's the thing. Like, I really liked most of the actors in this movie. <laughs> you know, I just didn't really care about anything they were Dude, doing. Dude, and I saying. think the best actor in the movie is the person you hate the most, and that's Snyder. Yeah, I think Snyder's that's the Miguel best Ferrer. actor in the movie, and you hate him. Yeah, he's a Stephen King alumnus. Oh, we'll is talk. he? he and he's him. great. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, he's great in this movie, and that was the the one part of the movie that I was interested. In, yeah, you know, I was like, well, maybe if you didn't treat him like shit the whole movie, he wouldn't have blown up. <laughs> they do the ocean. shit on him. Everyone is so mean to Snyder. <laughs> Everybody's mean to everybody. I know, I know, Mikey, you're right. They're just real cranky. <laughs> they don't even let him finish his breakfast. That in the morning of the, the movie, they're like, and they, well, well, let's let's just move on out of this first okay. scene because we're like, so they're in some kind of ship, and it's like they are underwater, but I feel like there's like a crew quarters, and then they yeah. go on to the Deep Star Six to like operate whatever's going yeah. on there. So and and Captain Mikey is taking the crew, including uh, his. I guess girlfriend, right? To the Deep Star Six for their fourteen-hour shift or whatever. I think you mean right. consensual work colleague friend. It's spoken like <laughs> someone who has had HR complaints. Work proximity <laughs> acquaintance. <laughs> oh my God, Mikey! I know too much about your life, and I love that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love you, Mikey. So he basically is like driving a sub cab around, and yeah. that's like his job. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. he's literally a submarine pilot. He's sub rider, if you will. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. And you guys, the graphics on this thing. I mean, it was the 80s. They were terrible for the Jen, 80s. No, it was 89, it was, and it was yeah. bad. I like the little thing of bubbles that came up to remind us that we're underwater, you know? <laughs> I like how things didn't, like, float fall. They just fell like rocks. It was the 80s, so... You know, I'm not going to pick it apart too much. It's just interesting, especially since we just saw Underwater, which is like basically taking place in the exact same kind of set, yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. to see. It's just interesting to see how far technology has come with it, too. It's basically the same movie. Except Underwater I mean, is of. much better. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Captain Mikey pilots them over to uh, Deep Star 6, which looks sort of like Hogwarts from the outside. It kind of does. Yeah, yeah, underwater Hogwarts. I don't know where they came from. I don't know where they're going, the purposes of it. You'll never find out, so this is the last time we'll talk about it. No, right. Mikey, I yeah. know exactly what they're doing down there. Did you just miss that? Yeah, because he was hanging out with his neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, is Deep Star 6 the place where the crew quarters are? No. Deep Star 6 is the command center that they all work out of when they're going out to place these missile silos on the floor of the ocean. But where do they sleep and why is it not the same location? I don't know, but they do not sleep at Deep Star 6. They sleep at Underwater Motel (laughs) 6. 
Because for them to be in the same building is not OSHA compliant. Right. Uh, OSHIN compliant. Right. Right. I mean, the short answer is who the the fuck cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had to give Greg Evigan a job to be in this movie. (laughs) So they had to have somebody going back and forth. (laughs) All right. So they're at Deep Star Six to put nuclear missiles in the bottom of the ocean. Yes, they are. And they're real mean to Miguel Ferrer, whose name is Snyder. So there's some debate between Van Gelder, who's like the head scientist, and sweater scientist. So, like, they're sort of arguing about what whether or not they should use sonar to penetrate the ground they're going to put the missile silo on top of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor's yeah. like, we don't have time. We've got to put this shit down in a week or we're going to get our funding cut by the Navy. And the guy's right. like, well, we probably should check because we're going to put a lot of weight on it. And if it collapses, it'll blow up and that's going to like fuck us. So we probably should do it. Right. And the doctor's like, like, no, just blow it all up. Yeah, yeah exactly. The doctor's yeah. like, who gives a fuck about the ocean? I yeah, know. Right, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, exactly. I called him evil scientist. <laughs> I mean, he is the reason bad shit happens. He is. Yeah. 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 It's hubris. So it's breakfast time and Richardson is hitting on a girl who's Scarpelli. Yes. Like he's really like really hitting on her. And like she yeah. does not seem to reciprocate at all. No, not at all. So like what happens later really sort of freaked me out at the beginning. Oh, my God. Uh, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. I wonder if they were like <laughs> setting it up for that to have that moment of, oh, they're actually together. She wasn't creeped out by this weirdo the whole not time. Me, I was like, oh, my God, this is VHS all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared to death. Jen's writing her blog right <laughs> yeah, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I could not believe it when I saw this I, and then the captain comes in and he like gives Scarpelli or whatever her name is the day off she, he's like you've been working too hard there's not much for you yeah. to do today just take the day off and then mm-hmm. Richardson who's like been like trying to mack up on Scarpelli is all like well then I can help you with whatever and the captain's like no you got this to do well yeah but after that right. no, no 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 after that you got this to do yeah yeah but after mm-hmm. those two things I can no 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 after that you're gonna check with me because I'm super gonna uh-huh. cock block you all day Because I'm not going to let you hit on Scapelli or whatever. Because I've got a memo from HR. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. Everybody liked the captain, though, which I like. Yeah, I like that everyone liked the captain a lot. Even in the first scene when Captain Mikey is talking to Colleen, he's trying to to divert from the DTR conversation to talk about how much he respects and likes the captain. Classic Mikey move. He's like, the captain's not married. (laughs) No, but the captain is married and he has a daughter. I know. Or maybe it's not a daughter. Maybe that's underwater. I think he has a son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It is, yeah. Well, okay, so now Collins is going into some other room where they do their jobs or something. And she's saying they found a cavern under the site. And old scientist is just... Because sweater scientist was like, well, fuck top dog evil scientist. I'm going to do the sonar stuff anyway. Exactly. We don't see him say that, but they do. And they find a cavern right. under the site, right? Yeah. And it's against procedure for them to dig over a cavern, of course, because it would collapse and all your shit would right. fall into the cavern, yeah. which is stupid. This is my favorite debate in the film between evil scientists and Scapelli. <laughs> Because she's like, there could be interesting yeah. stuff in there. And I and he's like, you've seen one cavern. You've seen them all. Blow that shit up right now. He really was. Scapelli is like literally saying like all of these things. Like these researchers went out there and they none of them came back. And like she she names like three or four things of like foreshadowing yeah. that, that something evil is around here in a cavern somewhere. We at least need to check it out. And yeah, evil scientist is like, shut up. Let's blow it up. We'll just blow <laughs> it up. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. But this whole thing came out of the blue. I was like, what the fuck? The- Wait, creatures? I want to know more about these creatures. And I, I right. thought we were going to see a bunch of cool creatures. <laughs> yeah, but Jen, but you no. only see about maybe a minute and a half of creature in this entire movie. Yeah, sometimes mm. just the tip of that creature. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, Jen, Jen that's all you have time for. <laughs> Look, there's nothing wrong with the two minutes of creature after a couple hour buildup. <laughs> 
I mean, I got Mikey's a neighbor. I am so sorry, Mikey's neighbor. <laughs> it's been a long time uh, for him. Maybe the second time will be better. Um, but so we see our doctor, who's a lady doctor, but I really liked her. I, I, I liked her I too. Is that the one that Snyder Cindy. would go to, and he's like, "Mom, the the yeah. kids are bullying me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her I name is Cindy. I just called her doctor through it, but I really like her. She's giving Miguel a shot and kind of checking her out. And so this is kind of when we find out a little bit what's going on. And Snyder's complaining that he's the one who has to fix everything. And basically, everyone is shitting on me all the time. Yeah. And well, because that in that <laughs> scene where uh, the captain is trying to stop Richardson from hitting on. Scarpelli, he like makes Snyder stop eating his breakfast to help shitty asshole top doc with something. Yeah, and then they give him shit when he tries to warm his eggs back up. Yeah, he's like, well, now my eggs are cold. They're like, well, there's a microwave, idiot. He's like, I'm I'm just a little upset because they made me stop. They made me stop eating my breakfast to help asshole doctor. I'm not like saying that. I know you guys are just being mean. (laughs) Meanwhile, Richardson is like ruining pins and garbage disposals and hitting on everybody and nobody gives a shit about and how the fuck do you fix a garbage disposal by destroying a pen inside it? <laughs> when you got a pen on your shoulder, oh on your shirt. God. I just love him so much. It made me so... It, it took, well, okay, so here's the thing. Like, we don't ever see him being a dick or an asshole. So, like, it seems like there's no reason that, that's for the, it. It's, I, like, so absurd. Weird. It's so funny. It's like he's the screech of that it show. Is. Oh, or my that God, thing. yes. It's like, it's like his first week down at Deep Star 6. He, like, cried one night for his mom and then like peed his pants and like they never let it go right <laughs> yeah that, now all i'm picturing is like them on deep star six like waiting inside their rooms like in that scene in shawshank redemption uh-huh. who's New gonna be fish. the first person to, yeah yeah exactly jen exactly yeah. i mean they are underwater fresh, so, fish, fresh fish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the night snyder cost me two packs of cigarettes <laughs> uh, a whole case of pins oh god but he's also talking about how like they were supposed to be on a four-month tour and they've been on longer they're like six months right. at this point. yeah yeah they're like we just want to go back up like i'm fine to do a six-month tour but you told me it was gonna be four fuck you like an undercurrent haha of this is how much everybody <laughs> just wants to get back up yeah everyone's trying to get out you know? yeah but especially okay. snyder because he's being bullied he's like oh He's like, it's just not fair. Right. Just, uh, just get me up, Doc. Help me get back up to the surface, please. Yeah. Okay, so now we have the Scarpelli sequence, as I like to think of it in this movie. <laughs> is she a, she's like a marine biologist, right? Yeah. Like that's, she okay. is, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think what we find out is her job is to find out if they could at some point make a colony down there, yeah. you know. But she's going to, she's going over the head of evil scientist, kind of, and she's talking to the captain, who I love, Captain Laidlaw, yeah. I think is La- his name. Yeah, Laidlaw is his name. He's great. And so she's just talking, she's saying like, Dude, this is really stupid and it's really dangerous. Right. Um, but he won't, he says now we're still going to blow him up because those are my orders. And there's kind of this undercurrent of haha, uh, military like following <laughs> orders kind of thing. Yes, there is. Yeah. Every time yeah, you say but- it, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> but so she's got to go exercise all of her feelings out. <laughs> yeah, this is her chopping wood moment. It's on a rower, but yeah, it is her chopping wood moment. And then but it's so weird because we get a lingering shot of her stomach yes. too. It's very like I mean that's just an eighties. It didn't thing, feel but... like super like male gaze because it wasn't because it was like the bar coming into her stomach was like the focus. Yeah. It could have been a lot more male gazy, but it definitely did feel like because there's no reason for that. Scene it just felt weird. There, it didn't. Know? feel sexual it felt really weird yeah it felt like a stalker who was like obsessed with a very particular part of someone's body (laughs) 
Well, the, there was a lot of focus on the knuckles around the rower, too. That I get, Mikey. It just seemed to me like a somebody who doesn't really know how to write effective scripts wanting to present her as being upset about this and not really knowing how to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Sure, yeah. But then the next thing we see is her in the shower. Yes, it is. And her water cuts out. Ugh. But lucky her, Richardson busts on in to take care of yep. it. This yeah. is what I had a heart and, attack. And when yep. you say take care of it, Jen, you don't mean the water situation. I'm on to what you're yeah. saying, Jen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Blinky. What really bothered me is that they have an unlimited supply of water literally outside the sub. Not fresh it's water, Todd. Yeah. So? You can't tell me they had oxygen scrubbers down there, but they didn't have a water desalinator? Yeah. So, like, 100%, this is ridiculous. They have unlimited water. You can bathe in salt water. Yeah. It makes your hair, like, beachy. Yeah. You know? And, like, Epsom salt baths anyway, are a thing, Mikey. I, I, they are. Yes. They're amazing. I, yes. Put a little oil in I them. celebrated that Richardson and her were in a consensual relationship. And this movie it didn't did go to a weird place. It was place. consensual, yes. It did, Which yeah, made yeah. me happy and less uncomfortable with the first scene they're in together. Yes. Yes, and that's the problem I have because later on, like, I like their relationship. Yeah. And it's just the way that they laid it out. It almost felt like they were trying to make this like a, oh, my God, he's going to attack her. No, just kidding. They're together. Let me give you guys some insight. Uh-oh. Yeah, Mikey, when I think about people who know about <laughs> relationships... <laughs> You're the person I think. They know. So, yeah, let's get into it, Mikey. Let, I want to hear talk your about take. Secret work hooking up. <laughs> oh, this is something in which you are an expert. <laughs> yes. Mikey, let's do it. So, let's say this Richardson guy is kind of flirty in general. He sure, can't yeah. change how he's treating her because they start hooking up. Yeah. So, she's like, I'm never going to admit that we're together, ever. In front of anyone because we, we're not supposed to, so I'm never going to do it. But you can't act right. any different. So now he's under like a weird thing where he's got to like kind of flirt with her and get rejected at the same time while he meets up with her later. Or is he kind of into it and that way they never have to establish their actual relationship and move it to the next level because they might both get fired. <laughs> So that's why, because she's sort of unavailable. They never have to have the DTR uh-huh. conversation. And so. <laughs> like, it's against company so, policy. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Listen, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> I don't want I you to get fired. For the sake of our relationships, let's never define this. Exactly. Let's, let's pretend. I'm going to pretend you don't casual. exist. Oh, yeah, my exactly. God. This is the most Mikey movie. <laughs> and mean... that was the day Mikey learned something about himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but it turns out they're fine and they're together yeah. and so now they're about to blow the cavern up and the way they do it is by taking some kind of underwater remote controlled bulldozer <laughs> i mean it's very it's very not, very it's not remote slow there are two people in that jen i couldn't fucking figure out what was going on with it and they literally just place the bomb down and they're like careful 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 and then they just uh-huh. drop it and then they back up six feet to explode a bomb on a cavern, and right. then they wonder why they're about to fall into it. <gasps> oh, my uh-huh. God. But they say, oh, no, the floor is collapsing. Yeah. Got to back up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And then, the best part is, is that there's no way that we should have an underwater tractor and just not have a submarine do this. Right. right. I, oh, and also, we find out 12 minutes later that this thing like can separate from the bulldozer section of it, making right. the bulldozer section of it not at all needed because they're underwater. Because right. it, is, it is just a sub, Mikey. You're right. But, but we also find out but, these guys are not great at their jobs. This, the, the model, because it looks like a, a scene from a Godzilla movie. The model is just an army tank painted yellow with the bulldozer thing on the front. And that's a submarine. 
Yeah, and there's a little line of bubbles going (laughs) up to let us know it's underwater. Yeah, yeah. What I thought was so weird about this is like what's happening is not interesting at all, but it's got this track of like adventure, like suspense. Oh my god! Yeah, that just it didn't marry together well. Was so weird. (laughs) And the two guys driving the tractor were like. Fuck this job. They, and they are the, like the worst employees ever. Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. She's going to want us to take pictures of this shit too? Yeah. Hey, can you take pictures? Hey, can you do exactly what your job is? <laughs> Jerks. The, the cavern <laughs> collapses and now there's a hole and Scarapelli and the other people are like, we should explore it. Yeah, we should go yeah, which, set up I mean, that hole. Yeah, you should. And listen, I get it. If a hole opens itself to me, I'm going to want to definitely explore. You got to explore it. You got to explore You got to see what's going on down there. There's some thermal heat readings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not a part of this conversation, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but they want to try, they want to send a scout, which is a remote camera, which I yes. don't know why this guy couldn't have just dropped the bomb. It's just, it is just like a submersible, like little camera thing. It's like an underwater yeah, like drone, drone, but thing. bigger. Yeah, right. exactly, Jen. Exactly. Right. And they do not know how to control this thing. No, these guys um, aren't very good at this. And listen, sometimes for guys, when a hole opens up to them and they're able to send something inside it, they don't really know how to handle that, and they just don't do a great job. No, no, no. It just blows up all over the place. (laughs) It's actually worst case scenario because they send in their swimmer, and they lose, oh, yeah. it. they lose it in there. And then a creature comes out nine months later. It's quicker. It's actually quicker. Oh. The gestation period of this cavern <laughs> is very quick. You don't even have time to prepare. <laughs> There's no building a creature nursery. You have no time for that. Right. There's no baby showers when you're already underwater. <laughs> Honestly, and and Mikey, I don't know how you got there, but that is the tagline for this movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyway, I mean, we're joking about it, but they do send that underwater drone into the cavern, and they go deeper and deeper and deeper. Right, and it's really cool. Like, they see, like, lava and, like, underwater caverns. No monsters, because, you know, I was promised monsters in this cavern. I think I saw some CGI in there. A little bit? I think so. It looked really ridiculous. It did look really ridiculous. This is because the bubbles are literally like Star Trek going to warp speed, <laughs> but the camera mm. angle is just shifting around, and it, the bubbles do not look like at all cohesive at all. But then it severs the remote like cable. Yeah. It's attacked by the creature. Well, yeah, but the remote is severed. Yeah. So they lose yeah. the video signal. They lose everything, right? Yeah, because there's like an electrical wire that's yeah. like flopping around yeah. a little bit. And so yeah. they pull up the electrical wire and realize that it's no longer connected, right? This part's great because they're like, did y'all lose the thing again? Go get again. it. What's the point of having a remote sub to go to dangerous places if we if we have to go in there and get it if we lose it? Like, it's obviously too dangerous right. in there to go get it. I, I would not have gone. Well, what's the point of having this remote sub if you're going to hire two morons to operate it that lose it every time you need it? Well, and also, what's the point of having a remote sub if your sub can fit into where the remote sub is going? <laughs> Why right. did they not just go in there? Anyway, but they decide that, okay, they'll never know. We'll just, you know, find the remote sub and bring it back with uh-huh. us and they'll never know. It'll be fine. Right. We're not stupid. So they go in there, lights a blazing, and then mm-hmm. they get attacked by the sub. And Colleen is back at Deep Star 6, and she's like, you know, asking them to run tape and all that stuff. You know, what she was asking about yeah. the remote stuff. And then Collins loses the connection to that remote bulldozer thing. Right, right, and we, right. And yeah. we never see those two guys again. They're just gone. No, they're they legit just dead. Oh, wait. She's yeah. not at Deep Star 6. She's at the remote base. Mm-hmm. The C-Track is what they called that. <laughs> she's knows? at the remote base over the cavern. <laughs> Yeah, it 
was so needless. <sighs> Everything should have been at one little substation. I know. Then- but if it was Mikey, then Captain Mikey has no way to be the savior of, you know, his future <laughs> wife slash mother of his child because he has to be like, he has to pilot back and forth. He is an underwater bus driver, Mikey. This is the person you grew up to be. And so he, <laughs> <laughs> but if she's not at whatever sea track, then he can't go save her. True, true, And true. she's there with the sweater doctor who was she doing is. the uh, sonar against the orders of asshole doctor. Right, but we, okay, so I, I feel like we're missing the drama of the ping on the radar, though, because <laughs> yes, they're that saying- that is true. You're right. Ping, ping. Oh, no, something's coming at us. Oh, oh, it's big. That dude was a real uh, size queen. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. I love that we do see like the camera they have to look out. We see it Mm -hmm. until they see the creature and then it just shows their reaction to it. It was so funny to me that they couldn't show that shitty creature they had. They couldn't get a shot of that through the camera for whatever reason. I know. It was ridiculous. And that's the thing. It's like, this is supposed to be a really tense moment, but it's just, because, is this when, I guess it's the acting. It's just terrible. Is this when it attacks the bulldozer or when it attacks yes, the, the sub? The bulldozer. Well, honestly, Mikey, both. They're just at <laughs> yeah. various different times okay. in the movie. Because yeah. Sweater Doctor and Collins were like, it's coming right for us again. And then Yeah, and, but it, it literally is the exact same sequence. It's just not two guys in a floaty bulldozer. Right. It's uh, Collins and Sweater Doctor in the sea track. Yeah. So the deep sea track gets hit and then it starts leaking. Yeah. And Joyce calls and tells Snyder to go get Laidlaw. Yes. And then he calls her a bitch, which I did not like. And it's like, well, maybe if you're calling everybody bitch, that's why they're bullying you. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are are problems on both sides, but they are mean to Snyder throughout the whole movie. I'm not saying he's justified in calling her a bitch, but there's blame on both sides of this. Yep. That's why he blows up the ocean. (laughs) Now, Snyder and McBride and the captain know that there's trouble afoot in this one of the different submarines. And all of these variety of underwater vehicles slash stations that we never get clarity on. So they're going to go try to save. And sweater doctor. So Collins wakes up in that ship and it's right on an ocean cliff and it's about to fall in. And sweater scientist is there, but his legs are crushed and he's stuck. Yeah, because the sea track is literally teetering above the edge of the cavern that was blown out. Mm -hmm. And because it's Uh shifted, a lot of the like boxes, like the metal boxes that stuff are in, like fell on his legs. Because why would you ever have those secured when you're in a submarine? (laughs) There'd be no right. reason to do that, Mikey, clearly. <laughs> so now the actual captain and Captain Mikey are on the way and they start seeing the globe radar again, too. Oh, no, I think we're in big trouble, boss. That was actual dialogue. <laughs> but then it's OK because it goes away. So they don't have to actually get scared. Jen, it goes away because Captain Laidlaw is like really smart. And he literally says, turn off all the lights and stop moving. So it, ah, it passes yeah. by it. Because it's not attracted to the to the light. Interesting. Yeah, I missed that part. So they find Collins. They dock with her ship. Her ship's all fucked up. I love as they're coming in, Captain Mikey literally says, oh, man, they're like teetering on the edge. One bump and they'll uh-huh. go over. And the captain goes, well, don't bump it. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he's the captain. I was like, yo, captain knows how to handle it. I love that guy. He's he good under pressure, he's awesome. man. Yeah. Good under pressure. I love him. Oh, so the hatch is broken to get into the other thing. Yeah, yeah. The captain's like, I'll rewire it because that'll be quicker than the manual. This is insane because they're like, it'll be quicker than the manual. They take 15 seconds to like try and hotwire it and <laughs> yeah. it like sparks. So they stop. They're like, let's just do it manually. It takes five seconds <laughs> to open it manually. Yeah, they just lift it up. Yeah, well, and so they go in and they 
find Collins and they find um, Sweater Scientist yep, yep, who yep, yep. ends up dying. She, he just died in her arms tonight <laughs> while they were waiting to get sick. It must have been the box on my head. <laughs> I yeah. should have swam away. <laughs> I should have swam away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they do take his sweater, I think. No, I don't think they doesn't, do. do. Doesn't they? Captain Mikey give her a sweater, his sweater? He does, but it's his sweater. Uh, he doesn't steal it off a dead man. Oh, and also, <laughs> that sweater is soaking wet. You would not give exactly. someone who is wet your soaking wet sweater to make them warmer. That is ridiculous. Right. That's flirt 101. Well, Todd, what you don't know is that he peed on it. I did not know that. You're right, Mikey. I did no. not know that. Mm, that. Was that a deleted scene? It was a deleted scene. It's actually warmer than the water around mm, them. Yeah. He had in his contract that he doesn't do pee. <laughs> yeah, he said clearly no water sports. Water right. sports, oh. Jim. <laughs> no swimming. <laughs> Okay, and this is where I think I got bored and looked away for a second, and then all of a sudden the door had fallen on the captain, (laughs) and they had swum to safety. They foreshadowed this throughout the time they're trying to rescue. Or did they door shadow? It is a door shadow, you're right. It cuts to a hinge that's breaking periodically, but it's also very boring, so I get it. So the door crushes Laylong. He's got blood coming out of his mouth, and he's like, go on without me. My back's broken. Just live a good life. Right. And the sound he made when he broke his back was... Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved it. It was like my back was already weak from carrying this whole fucking crew <laughs> and this movie. <laughs> Good I mean, luck it's without true. me. Oh, and then as he's telling them to go away, they won't. So he hits the flood button <laughs> of the yes. small hatch they're in. He's like, listen, if you don't leave, I'm going to kill us all. So right. get out of here. <laughs> So that's what he was trying to do, right? Because I yeah. just looked up and he was I flooding guess. the whole thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I guess. I mean, he doesn't explain himself because he died. And, and listen, I love the captain. I wish he had stayed the I whole do. movie. Very sad he died. But yes, I mean, I think that's what he did. He forced their it hand. It is an odd choice. That's what he did. I mean, he still could have killed them yes, all. He absolutely know? could have killed them all because their submersible like sub that, that like, Captain Mikey piloted over there is attached. Just get on and get. Get out. Yeah, I mean, he 100% was throwing rocks at them. In his defense, he is getting a little too old for this shit. Well, and a little too dead for this shit, too, for sure. Yeah, but rest in peace, Captain. Oh, I, really I loved him. You. He was the best. Yeah, he may have been my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But anyways. So they get back to the other ship, and this is when he gives the soaking hot pea sweater. And he, which, for Jin Sweater Bank, by the way, I do not appreciate pea sweater. No. So. I, I do think you should go on the record as anti-pea sweater. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. we know how much you like sweaters. I do like sweaters. Yeah. And I just want to shout this out for a minute. There is a Twitter account called Jin Sweater Bank. Yes, everyone go follow it immediately. Yeah. Yes. It's kindly posting me some delightful sweater pictures. And there's now a backup account called Jin's Backup Flannel yes. Bank. <laughs> for when there are no sweaters in a movie. So I appreciate <laughs> they're looking out for me, which I really appreciate. Thanks, guys. I, I oh, like this man. scene because Captain Mikey's like, oh, so that was really terrible. Here's my sweater. Uh, we're still not in a relationship, but I care about you and I'm glad you're safe. Right. Yeah. It's not going to be a ring, but you can have my sweater. Right. He does have a moment with the captain 
before they go to the sea track to rescue them. He has a moment where he explains to the captain why he shouldn't be with Collins because he's like, she's an amazing woman. She's the first person to graduate out of the Navy SEAL Academy. And she has like Mm -hmm. all of these awesome accolades. She's amazing. She's great. And he's like, I would just hold her back. Yeah, I'm just I'm just Mikey. Right. Well, and that's when I found out what he did in the movie, because he was like, I'm just a submarine pilot. And I was like, oh, so you really don't have any other jobs. Yeah. Captain Laidlaw is like, Captain Mikey, I know your your dad left, but like, I don't think I should be in a position to giving you this kind of advice. I'm your professional just supervisor. He literally stands up and stares him down and says, Captain Mikey, it's not your fault. (laughs) It's not not your your fault, fault. Mikey. It's It's not not your fault. fault. (laughs) It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I do like their relationship a <laughs> Me lot, too. though. It I love sweet. it. So this is the point in my notes that I wrote. This movie is a million years long. <laughs> yes. And honestly, I think we're only like 40 minutes in when you have that thought yep. the first time. You're like, oh, this has got to be almost over. There's 50 minutes left. Like, <laughs> yep. I had that thought. I kept checking, like pushing pause to see yeah. how much was left. Was yeah. like, this is when it kicks it into the next gear. Sure. <laughs> Medium fast. <laughs> Second gear. All right. So they get back to the big base. Okay. And Richardson comes in. He says, oh, I'm sorry about the captain. Here's a picture I found in his uh, stuff that I was ransacking <laughs> two yes. minutes after he died. Yeah. Literally, like they bring news back that the captain's dead. The first thing Richardson does is guess it doesn't need any of his shit i'm gonna go steal right. stuff and he goes yeah. through his shit and like brings that picture and he like is talking to captain mikey and he's like hey i just came down here to say i really like the captain too i guess that's all i came down here to say <laughs> yeah. also i've been going through his shit yeah do you want this picture because i literally stole everything else yeah i got all the sweaters you can't have them <laughs> yeah Corey pointed that out he's like he's already going through his shit yeah it's like immediately weird. is there a scene i can't remember if there's a scene where like they tell everyone that Laidlaw is dead and in my mind in my mind there is no scene of that but when that happened richardson did not react he just immediately spun on his feet and walked right to richardson's room to start stealing like his shit. <laughs> well, they did cut out a scene where the uh, captain was in the shower and the water ran out and Richardson busted in and that's when we realized that they had a relationship right, exactly. and that Richardson actually shared the room with the captain. I would have so. I would have loved a scene with Richardson already in the two guys who just died's room gets the noise on the overhead like <laughs> the captain's dead so he takes off running to the captain's quarters. <laughs> Mm. like clicking his heels he is 100 percent a thief yeah he is well he definitely stole scarapelli's heart oh he did Mm. i mean stole might be the right word for it i mean listen richardson's not a bad looking dude he's probably like a six but he's a deep stars eight for sure yes he is and he's funny and charming i just don't want him to like Mm -hmm. just get out of my shower dude All right, so Doctor is checking her out, and she's telling them, she's telling Scarpelli and the Doctor what picket, what's happening. This is when Scarpelli is like, yeah, there's this theory of aggressive animal behavior associated with light, and if you just turn all the lights off, they go away, and it's fine. Yeah, I did love that one of them at some point says, yeah, light means lunch. Oh my God, I missed that. (laughs) But that is definitely making it into our recap. (laughs) Oh my God, that is amazingly bad dialogue, and I am here for it. But it it didn't stand out enough for me to write it down. Though, <laughs> that was probably during one of the sections you were looking at. I can't believe you that weren't too. paying attention. 
Oh. <laughs> well, you know, my neighbor came over and we were baking <laughs> baking some bread. <laughs> but, okay, so this is when she's, like, checking her heart and McBride, who's Captain Mikey, comes in to a closed doctor evaluation or whatever. Um, and she goes, oh, there's your heart. Oh, there's another heartbeat. Ooh. Okay, I have one thing to say about this scene. Just one, Mikey? The main thing to... I got a lot to say there's, about there's, The main thing I got to say is... That baby is like right in her sternum for some reason. Yeah, yeah she holds the baby very high. I, I, you know, I've never been pregnant, and my knowledge of pregnancy is very much like what I learned from watching the movie Junior. So maybe Jen can explain more about where a baby sits in a woman's body. I don't think yeah. it's on your sternum. I, I don't think it's that high. Yeah. I mean, it gets that high once it gets so big that there's nowhere else to go. I mean. You know? Yeah, but she's probably, but yeah. what, what can you hear a heartbeat? Like three months, four months in? Here's some baby signs. Also, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't know what kind of technology they have under the ocean. So it could oh, be that yeah. they just have these advanced that stethoscopes. Is true. Yeah, you're you know? right. You're right. But yeah, like she's so early that she's not showing. So I imagine she's probably like less than three months pregnant, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. And yeah, it's really low in your pelvis to the point where you can't find, let me see how I can say this. You can't find it with a microphone that, is on the outside. Right. You have to go right. in yeah. internally. Yes. And that's when you can hear the heartbeat. And even then it can be kind of hard to find. So yeah, that whole thing. Well, what you yeah. don't see is that the doctor or we, I think we should just call her Ferris Bueller's mom because she is. Oh, that's right. That's where I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. her. Ferris Bueller's yeah, mom. Mrs. Bueller. Yeah. Mrs. Bueller does Let's have call a her microphone. Dr. Bueller. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Bueller does definitely have a microphone inside. You just don't see it. And they don't want to, oh, they don't want to freak out my captain Mikey. So they just <laughs> pretend that's where that, that's where it is. That makes uh, sense. He's actually. the important yeah. one in this scene. Right. Too, well, right? I mean, it was you know, who cares about her? Yeah, I mean, he's still important. He's the <laughs> father. <laughs> just like Mikey, captain Mikey, when he gets a woman pregnant, goes from, we should never see each other after this assignment too. We're going to get married and have a family. Yeah, you can see it change yeah. in his eyes on this scene. Yeah, you can. He's like, what's that? And she's like, that's our baby. And he's like, what? We should name him after the captain. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and I don't know if they, this is when they have the conversation. Because I think at first he's like, Ugh. No, he doesn't. It's in the scene. It's immediately. Yeah, because the doctor's like, well, I'll let you guys talk about this. I'm going to head she out. And she leaves. She immediately bones out. Which I would, too. Yeah, Dr. Bueller's like, oh, you clearly didn't know. Um, Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm going to give you guys some space. He's saying, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, because you're always fucking talking about what kind of a drifter you are. <laughs> so no. <laughs> How do you think I didn't tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Because of every conversation we've ever had. Yeah. That's why because I didn't of literally tell you. every bit of dialogue you've ever had ever in this relationship. <laughs> I didn't tell you because of who you are as a person deep down into your core. <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like Mikey, you're in like 18 years gonna have a child <laughs> or a young adult show up at your house and say that you are their dad. <laughs> oh my god. It's named after the podcast <laughs> if it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is when, you're right, this is when they do decide to name it after the captain if it's a boy. He goes from not knowing he's going to be a dad to immediately being on board to naming the unborn child in the span of 30 seconds. That's a Mikey yeah. move if I ever heard one. Uh, that's my point, Mikey. You have all these <laughs> yep. commitment issues, but the second you get someone pregnant, you are going to be committed for life. Uh, that's all I, I can't wait. Look out, ladies. <laughs> I cannot wait for that to happen, Mikey. Now that we're discussing it, it doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> that 
should not be a realization you're just having now. It did strike me as odd that they were going to name it Captain's first, Captain's last name, and then his last name. Yeah, but we go from this, like, pregnancy realization scene to a scene where Snyder is fucking everything up for the rest of the movie. Snyder yes. does not do one thing correctly the rest of the movie. I know. Yeah, I think I wrote something about that. But I do love he comes in and he says, I don't want to piss on your picnic, which I yeah. thought was a fun little line. Um, all right, so now they're all like, oh, some shit happened. Hey, let's go home. Yay. So now they have their excuse to get out of their tour that is extended. Well, yeah, because shit's hitting the fan. They're literally under right. attack from the Tremor right. monster. Evil bomb scientist wants to secure the missile, so <laughs> Snyder has to do that before they can go. I do love that he's like, can you handle that, Snyder? Like, he's like, <laughs> I know. sort of meaning him and Snyder's like just like yeah 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 I'll handle I'll, I'll handle it. Snyder is like why don't we just leave? It's not like someone's gonna swim down here and get the missiles let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah Snyder yeah. didn't even want to do this. And this is why you shouldn't as a leader delegate all of your tasks. Yeah. Oh yeah or at least watch. Yeah, right. So Snyder has to do the missiles. I'm gonna set this up for you. So Snyder pulls out the computer <laughs> manual and he's like okay abandon, abandon the missile set, abandon the missile set and then he just types into the computer. Computer what do I do if we have to abandon the missile set? Enter. Yeah, and yeah. then the computer brings up the multiple choice question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it abandoned because we got bored? Is it abandoned because it was time to go home? Or is it abandoned because of a threat? Oh. Aggression. <laughs> Our nature. Our nature. Our nature. Now, to his credit, he does call to get the yes. answer to this question. He reaches out for help. He gets, oh, whatever, shut the fuck up, Snyder. <laughs> Everybody hates you, Snyder. We make fun of you behind your back. Just, Just pick whatever. whatever. And then he, he internally is like, wow, that call for help was very aggressive i'm gonna I go know. ahead and choose aggressive call, call it, he calls collins and is like collins would you say what attacked you was more nature or more aggressive and then that's what she's like you're a fucking idiot i'm pregnant i know and i and just the doctor <laughs> right. is behind her like co-signing it like Shut up, Snyder. You're the fucking worst. I hope your eggs are always cold. Yeah. I think she said, stop fucking around and just do it already. Yeah. Or the, is what she actually said. And let me just ask you guys a question real quick. If you were underwater and there's a chance that someone could do something that leads to blowing up the missiles and killing you all. And the entire ocean. Right. Is that something you would just be like? You know what? I'm not even going to mention that there's a possibility he could explode the missile and kill us all. Shut the fuck up, Todd. Just do you it. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear you bitching and moaning about, oh, the missiles might blow up. Oh, they blow up the ocean. Oh, Todd. Oh. Exactly, Mikey. Ex <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, and so really they have all failed Snyder yes. and he has failed humanity. Exactly. There's not even a password to blow up these nuclear missiles. No. Yeah, it's, the password is shut the fuck up, Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> All lowercase and the I is a one. Yeah, oh that's my what it God. is. Oh, so Snyder does some missile stuff. <laughs> And he pushes fire, but he also says, don't try this at home. And then he fires all the missiles. <laughs> yeah, he blows them up. Yeah, and then the ship starts a rocking, and they all think, oh, maybe we should have been nicer to Snyder. No, they're like, Except they don't. they're like, Snyder, what the fuck? They're like, what did you do, you asshat? Right, this is what you told me to do. Yeah, in all fairness, it is. Following orders. If there was other procedures, somebody should have been with him to explain it. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So after the explosion hits them, this is one of the craziest like explosion scenes because they're really all just running around and bonking yeah, things. Yeah, like the back camera and forth. It's like Star yeah, Trek. It is like Star right. Trek. Yeah, which is a TV show that came out 20 years before this movie came out. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? <laughs> I kind of lost track of like what was getting wrong, but they're all like running around trying to fix things, and there's like a leak or something. Oh yeah, I mean they're just water is entering it. There's sections being shut off, like the. <laughs> Crew quarters is fucked. They can't go there. Right, it's right. sealed off. So the crew quarters are in Deep Star Six. Oh shit! I guess they. Are. Then where the fuck did they come from? Maybe the hookup shack was off base. <gasps> Maybe that's what Uh-oh. it is. Yeah. Deep Star Six inches. <laughs> Mikey, that's the porn e- version. <laughs> but the main thing that happens is the reactor cooling shit doesn't work anymore. Well, got- yeah, and the air scrubbers. Right. Fuck. Oh yeah. So the they're, air- they're not. Yeah. They're not getting oxygen either or fresh oxygen. And in a few hours, everything's going to explode. Yes. And then this so, is my favorite. Now we have introduced <laughs> a ticking explodey clock. Yeah. Ticking reactor clock. Yeah. Yeah, because he's by blowing all the missiles up, he's like Chernobyl this whole <laughs> right. thing. Yes. But this is my favorite Snyder insult because Richardson's like, way to fucking go, Snyder. You must be in the Guinness Book of World Records, a person who causes the most nuclear explosions at one time. <laughs> Boom, drop the mic, and then he like walks out. I was like, wow, that's wow. quite an insult. It was, right. yeah, but hilarious. Honestly, it took Truman like the span of seven days to drop two nuclear bombs. Snyder did it in like a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just because everybody yelled at him, you know? And everyone still yelled at him throughout this whole scene, and it was- They yeah. did. They hated him for the rest of- For the entire movie, everybody hates him. So they fixed the roof, and they can't leave because they can't decompress. Right. They're just fucked. So now, I, I don't know how he got here, but Richardson is getting into a huge- <laughs> Underwater suit. They come up with a plan to repair something. They got to go underwater. Yeah, Collins and the asshole doctor come up with a way out. They have to go into, you know, sort of like where the person who's going to go outside, like, puts the suit on and goes out. The moon pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like the the depressurization dock something? Uh, It's whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter. Someone's going to go outside and, like, weld some shit shut. Right, so that they can bypass a section that's flooded, but then still get access to the decontamination place. Ah. Right, so that's... And that's going to be rich. Yeah, Richardson, yeah, so gets- Richardson puts on the heavy ass suit to go mm-hmm. out of the Deep Star Six, and yeah, then he and goes it's way out. less badass than it is in underwater. Oh like, he's yeah, got it. <laughs> he can't even. They have to like pick him up with a crane. Yeah, it's way so less heavy. badass than any other underwater movie. Like The Abyss does this all this whole movie better as well. So much better. Yeah, yeah. And, and then when they're putting in the suit, what's her face and him kind of like come out that they're in an actual relationship. Well, because the captain's dead, so nobody's yeah. going to report yeah. him now. But anyway, so he goes outside the Deep Star Six and he finds it and starts uh-huh. welding it and does it yeah. he finishes it oh, and then he's like i think oh. i saw something and how would he have seen something when he's like only looking at the side of the deep star six doesn't make deep star sense <laughs> <laughs> and we are seeing the reverse of his perspective we can see uh-huh. behind him there's nothing behind him right and they hear him screaming yes and then he makes it back over to the airlock bay or whatever and then they open yeah. it and it doesn't immediately flood and then they start to pull him up and then they're like oh my god there's something in the airlock and then it starts to flood because they can't <laughs> close the other side of it if they didn't close the other side of it it would have flooded immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is uh. my favorite part because they they pull him out of the of the airlock with the crane. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the they first pull, time we see the creature. They pull some of him out. 
Well, no, they pull all of them yeah. out, and then the creature jumps up and bites his mid, like all the way up to his midsection. Ah! Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. pulls them back down, and the crane's like fighting him, and then eventually rips him in half. Right, because it turns yeah. out that that plan didn't really have any legs to stand on. <laughs> no, they didn't plan it out well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the trimmer monster eats him in half. Yes, and the trimmer monster looks so dumb. It's so great. It's so funny. I mean, how it is. Yeah. I have so many questions about this monster. Because A, it is big enough to like fill up this entire room that they're in in about, I don't know, 15 minutes from now. But it was small enough to get in through the airlock that's really only big enough for one person. And it Mm -hmm. becomes like twice that size and then shrinks back down again to go to a different room. What the shit is this monster? It's looks it's got some of those uh, genes from the sharks from Deep Blue Sea because those sharks had that uh-huh. problem as well. But also, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked in the, uh, when you go to Amazon Prime to watch this, it's like, it says that this is a crustacean that's attacking them. So this is Sebastian from Little Mermaid? That's why he took the legs. I love Sebastian. Uh, me he was too. my favorite mm. in Little I, Mermaid. I, I like- me too. The deep sea is always scary when Snyder is fucking up. You think about planting missiles. I hope you don't blow them up. Just look at the base around you. It's flooding and you are fucked. Uh, if Snyder touches anything, well, then you'll be out of luck. Whoa. Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. There's yeah. no way. There's no way it's a crustacean. <laughs> That's what it says. Wait, it does. It, but it does have Sebastian claws. Yeah, it, I've got fun facts about oh it. Oh, my God. Do you want to talk about what it is now? <laughs> yes. 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 Let's just talk about All it right, right now. Yeah. So first thing is it's never nobody's ever talked about what this is actually supposed to be. Because nobody um, cared so, enough to find out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but so it's possibly a Eurypterid. Oh, that's um, a word you didn't just make up just now. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that sounds like something you would catch from Richardson. <laughs> I mean, it does. Hey, look, that's why he wanted to eat him to destroy the evidence. Yeah, he definitely gave that to Scarpelli, but they never found out because they died before they got checked out by Dr. Bueller. It's revenge. Um, well, so that was like a large, it's like an ancient sea scorpion. Okay. Is what they All were right. called. Largest, it's the largest known arthropod to have ever lived. Um, it could get up to eight feet long in times, and they there have been fossils of these things found on every continent. So oh, cool. this is like a prehistoric. So it's like an actual thing yes oh that thing is i don't know if this was based on that oh, because this looks like yeah Jen, you're not surprising me at all that this is not based on a true story yeah exactly but that is the closest thing in nature to what this okay thing probably looks fair like. enough and i'm gonna link an article where it shows a picture of it and i mean i can see it you know <laughs> like it, the way it's like face opens up like that that's kind of how these like sea scorpion things did fair enough so it's so sad they're trying to close the door but the thing gets in and now it's swimming around as like it, the room fills with water and scarpelli is really sad because richardson just died <laughs> yeah i mean but her boyfriend right. just died like i get yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Yeah. i get it but then she just like falls in the water and the thing gets her. How did she, was there something that happened to make her jump in the water other than sadness? I mean, I don't <laughs> know. I think she like fainted. I thought she slipped on her tears. <laughs> she may well, have. in all fairness, Mikey, her tears have flooded this pod that they're in like all the way up to like maybe like stomach level on a, like a regular sized person. Let's just skip ahead to the most important death, which is evil talk. 
doctor. Oh, jeez. Well, is that what's <laughs> happening now? So Snyder's no. just standing there. No, no that's no, not no, what's that's, happening that's now. The, they, yeah. When they go back, that's what because happens. Because they retreat out of this room, but they yeah. have right. not yet hooked up the hose from inside the room. The outside welding bit is done. So yeah. Richardson, even though he's dead, did complete his task. And they mm-hmm. run out of that room because the monster's now in there. Yes, yeah, so they run out and seal it. Yes. So it's Evil Doctor, Captain Mikey, Dr. Collins, Snyder, Dr. Bueller, and Snyder, right? Right. But, well, they can't just sit there because they know, A, they're going to run on oxygen and then explode. Maybe not in that order, but that's going to happen, right? Right. So they're like, we have to go back in there. What weapons do we have to get in there and then protect ourselves when Sebastian the sea crab is going to attack us, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when they go back in there with there's like this montage of them collecting shotguns and it's a one shark box. Yeah. It's one box with three shotguns. And then this is another one because Captain Mikey and Collins like both get their shotguns racked and everything. And they're like, oh man, this is why we have a mutual attraction. And then Snyder's like, Yeah, I know how to use a shotgun. And then he can't do it. And then mm-hmm. they have to do it for him. And they're like, and they give each other a look like, oh, it's fucking Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> So they go back in. Um, but this is like when they're going back into the room where Sebastian the Crab is, right? So, right, so yeah, they're yeah. like going back in there to, so that the, um, you know, Captain Mikey can hook up the hose he needs to to right. depressurize or maybe like, I don't know, fill the other, whatever. It's something to get the, the, the decompression yeah, chamber Yeah, so they going. can get into the decompression yeah. chamber. So whatever. he goes in there to like do that and they follow him with the weapons to like protect him from mm-hmm. Sebastian, right? But. As they're going in there, they're like throwing strobe lights into the water to help like distract him. And then they don't necessarily turn off their flashlights until someone. Mm. Oh, this is when they talk about how it's attracted to light. And I think it's Snyder that says light is lunch. So they turn. I mean, he does. <laughs> yeah. So they turn off their flashlights. But yeah, but you're right. Once Captain Mikey goes down under the water to like attach the hose, the asshole doctor does shoot one of the strobe lights because it scares him. And dude, yeah, yeah. dude when you see Mikey or Captain Mikey come back up, the asshole doctor then swings like swings around and is about to shoot him. Like I, I 100% thought that he might die oh, yeah. because he got yeah. shot by friendly fire right here. That scientist was a dick. But then it's right behind them. And so now Snyder accidentally stabs evil scientist in the back with his like exploding spear. <laughs> Snyder does fuck up this entire movie. This That's I true. will go on the record is not his fault. But it's super funny. It is, but the asshole doctor backs into it. Like it's yes. Snyder is just there holding it, and the asshole doctor so, backs so into the, it, and then the shark dart that he's holding, I guess, just injects a bunch of air because it. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I think it, I think it had chest. an explosive tip. I think it had okay. an explosive tip. That could be too because it so literally evil blows chest his chest explodes. Out. Yeah. yeah, right. I wrote Snyder is quite the fuck up. At that <laughs> yeah, point. and everyone yeah. sees him. Everyone sees this happen too, which is like another mm-hmm. great thing. Yeah, and then they're going back into the dry room, and Snyder saying it wasn't my fault. Well, also, they shot the creature a bunch of times with a shotgun. I think that's very important that they shot like 90 bullets into the crustacean. And I like how in the middle of shooting, they all still notice that Snyder fucked up and killed someone. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Snyder didn't fuck up, but I do think they blame him for it. They yeah. do. But he go, this is when they have the conversation where he's like, I, I, I did everything by the book. This is what I'm supposed to do. Why do you all hate me all of the time? He's right. He did do everything by the book. And honestly, if you just let this man eat his fucking egg and give him a little help when he needs it. This would exactly. not have happened. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have blown up the whole ocean. They should have shot him out the airlock. <laughs> and then doctor gives him some medicine to calm down because he's so hysterical of be- about she constantly being bullied. She forces him a shot. Like she, 
And Captain Mike puts him in a chokehold. Yes. He's like, they're so mean to Snyder, man. I know. But this is the part when I oh, I felt so bad for him because he just looks at the doctor and then he just starts crying. And yeah. like, I didn't mean to. And it made me feel really bad. I was like, yeah, you guys are dicks. I know they are really mean to him. And honestly, I do think the only person who's somewhat nice to him is Dr. Bueller. Mm-hmm. And so then their plan was like, okay, the escape pod will work now. We have the decompression chamber. Let's go yeah. pack a bunch of snacks. I don't really know why they split up. They're going to the emergency escape pod and they're all just kind of over Snyder. And so they left him alone. No, the doctor's with him, and then Captain Mikey and the girl go to pack up stuff for the trip. I think it's just because Captain Mikey and his girlfriend, or now his fiance, Baby Mama, are, yeah, Baby Mama, I think they go to get, like, food and stuff because they're going to have to sit in the decompression chamber for hours before right. they can ascend. I think so. And, you know, you might, she, she's got a baby. She might need to eat. Honestly, yeah. Mikey, she's snacking for two. She is. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But so they've left Snyder alone. Yes. And now this part was fucking insane because he sees the ghost of evil scientists. It's Snyder snaps. But he's like, you killed me. You were always a yeah, fucker. Yeah, it's the asshole scientist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dick. But he's not really there. He's like hallucinating it. Right. And so he runs around and he climbs up to the ladder to get to some like emergency pod that they were talking the, yeah, about. This is what they were all going to take. Yeah. Yeah. And he pushes Lady Doctor, Dr. Bueller down. Uh, Not before she literally pants him on the ladder. <laughs> she she like pulls one last prank. Yeah. She, does. she pulls one last prank and as he's trying to get out of there she's like not with your pants motherfucker mm-hmm. and she like pulls his pants she's down. like she's like laying down she's like you got a small dick. <laughs> so fun fact though he, she actually gave him a noogie too oh. as she was running up the stairs but yeah. they cut it out because they thought it was too cruel. Test audiences didn't like it. Testee's audience didn't like it. No they didn't. They liked everything else though. <laughs> The doctor almost gets cut in half, and she gets saved by Captain Mikey. She does. She does. Yeah, yeah. Bec- and, and literally falls to the floor from a pretty like sizable mm-hmm. height. Although it does save her life because the the hatch would have cut her in yeah. half. Yes, she would have gone out a lot like Captain Laidlaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't gonna let him make it yeah. cut in half on his watch. Again. Yeah, Captain Mikey was like, "I've only got one baby to name." <laughs> <laughs> it's not twins. Yeah. Um, so he, but he's in this escape pod. Um, Snyder is, and he's not going to decompress and he's going to go up and he's, it's going to like kill them all. And so he takes off in the hatch and now there's water pouring from the ladder because he just, he detached got, the, this the, thing. the escape hatch goes right. up he's going up and then they're like yeah. well, damn it maybe we should so, have bullied him yeah <laughs> i mean i wish they would say that but they don't they're like fuck you but Snyder. his death is so like oh. gruesome it's not it's not over the top but like you see him like bleeding from every orifice mm-hmm. and whatever and like i was afraid for one second we were gonna see him like pop and like explode out yeah but we don't see that yeah but he was looking like he was going it had my favorite moment from the script where captain mikey was like i'm gonna kill him and then the doctor's like, he's already dead. Yeah. Yes. It was really sad, too, though. I mean, if I didn't love this actor so much, I wonder how I would feel about it. But it just, this part made me really sad. He's just trying to get away from the bullying. He, yeah, he got bullied into, like, doing some shit he, like, didn't mean to do. Yeah. And then he started hallucinating, so he got out of there as quick as possible and, of course, died. I do like that he dies that way because it does sort of, like set the stakes for what happens if they don't decompress before they go out. And and he liquefies. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it could have been a lot grosser. So I'm okay with it. 
Yes, it could have been. So now it's the three, and it's a little bit awkward because she's just kind of sitting in the corner staring, and he looks over and he's like, Captain Mike's like, Don't you want to join us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. No. I saw, <laughs> I saw how you pissed on her sweater. No. Oh, yeah. But he looks over and he says, Will you marry me? And, you know, it is kind of sweet. Uh, uh, Mikey does not propose marriage unless he's like, All right, the chances of us making her out are pretty much gone. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like he already knew he was going to have to do something that was super dangerous. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't going to make it out. And essentially he would die and then they would die. Because the only thing now Mm -hmm. that they can do is he needs to swim through this place where Sebastian the crab is. And then he has to get the sub that's on the other side and then bring it around to their side. And then they can decompress together and then go up. Yeah. But now he gets to feel like a good guy because he's like he's proposed. He's like, I'm going to think I was a great guy. I'm going to be dead. And I'm also not going to have to commit. It's going to be great. Everybody works out for everybody. Win-win. It's a win-win suicide <laughs> pact, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So they're trapped there without the mini sub. And then he, I just wrote, he goes to do some hero shit and they have a long goodbye look. <laughs> And then I said, can she not help? I mean, I know she's pregnant, but she's just going to stand there and wait. He works alone. If you think about it, she's the person who should have gone. And I realize she's pregnant and it was the 80s, but he is a pilot of a sub. Yeah. She graduated the Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. Like they, they are the best in water. I know. They can hold their breath forever. They're all, they like, they are trained for this sort of thing. Yeah. And he's like, sit down woman. I'm going to handle this. Being pregnant does not incapacitate you. Counterpoint. He was the only one who could drive the sub back. Oh yeah. That's okay. You know what? Mikey, that is fair. If Michael Myers can figure out how to drive a car in Halloween, <laughs> she can figure out how to drive a sub. Well, you know that women... Like, just a that's probably part of her naval training. She's a Navy officer. <laughs> All right, so um, oh, now he goes underwater and he swims through the room Richardson died in. And so back to the doctor and Collins, and they're talking. This is when she starts praying. She's like, please, God, I have to have somebody to raise this baby with. <laughs> can't do it on my own because it's just a woman. <laughs> Please let him come back. I mean, but but honestly, I do think that Dr. Bueller is sort of laying the groundwork for if Captain Mikey dies, but they do get out. She's sort of like, you know what? You can come stay with me and raise the baby with me. Because she's like, mm-hmm. will you ever come visit me at my farm in wherever mm-hmm. she lives? Yeah. Uh, we could sit on the porch and hang out with the dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment I knew Dr. Bueller ain't making out of this alive. Uh, yep, but, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was nice. I thought it was super sweet. I it was too. Nice. Maybe it's like if this Greg Evigan thing doesn't work out, you know. Yep. Wouldn't they be a great couple, though? I mean, they're the two most competent people, aside from the captain in this whole Captain Mikey's show. competent. I mean, I guess uh, so. Yeah, He's serviceable. <laughs> yes, he's serviceable. serviceable. Is correct. That's the word. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so they hear something. Um, and so they open the door and all the water starts no, pouring in. Why did they open the, the door? They... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why? I mean, in all fairness to them, they thought it was Captain Mikey coming back because he, he couldn't get through and needed some air or something like that. But it is spectacularly stupid. Yes. <laughs> it reminded me of like Landshark Shark. Well, yes, on, that's what uh, I was going to say. Land Shark. And it was like, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, Land Shark. Telegram. <laughs> like, it was like that sort of thing. And they're like, let's go ahead and open it. And literally the thing that saves... Colin's life is the fact that she's standing in front of the door and takes the full brunt of the water. Yeah. So it pushes her all the way back to where the decontamination chamber is and the Dr. Bueller is standing right by the, there by the door. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the now shrunk down Sebastian the crab is small enough to get through the door. Mm-hmm. And he's like sha la 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 don't be oh. shy I'm going to stab you now <laughs> kill the girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. 
<laughs> I like the battle between Dr. Bueller and the crab. Me yeah, too. It's, it's the best song of the whole thing. And unlike <laughs> the chef in The Little Mermaid, she actually does kill the crab. She does, yeah. Les Poissons, I love that song. I'm going to sing the whole thing right now. Zutalo, I have missed one. <laughs> well, and that is what that is what the doctor says, uh-huh. and then she kills it with electricity. Right. But my favorite part of this whole scene is Captain Mikey's face popping up in the decompression chamber to watch yeah. the fight. And because there is another ticking clock, because you can't get into the decompression chamber for like thirty seconds because right. it has to pressurize or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how did he already get into it? The subs on the other side. I know, but that means he already had to pressurize it. To get into it. So it's already at that pressure that they can get into well, it. That's why he was so confused in his, when he's in this in the window. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you just open the door. I think that he and Sebastian were working together the whole time. And he knew that's that the was. only way that Collins would agree to marry him or even tell him that she was pregnant was if uh, he was a big oh, hero and not just driving this sub shack around all the time. Jen, I think it's much darker. I think, I think, I think he was trying they, to get away yeah, from the commitment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think he was trying to be the only person out left alive. Well, that's And true. he was just like, listen, I, I understand the decompression chamber is already pressurized, but I don't know why the door won't open, honey. Just have fun with the I guess I'm just Sebastian bad at trying to kill opening you. it. <laughs> My Mikey. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, the movie does posit a world in which that door won't open, even though he wouldn't have been able to get into it unless it was already pressurized. He pissed, and also it's already established that he really loves the baby. Okay, that is that yes. Is, some would say more than he loves the woman that he's <laughs> pregnantized. Yes, some might say he doesn't know how to love, and so he latches on to something that makes him feel like a good guy. Oh my God, Mikey! Uh, is it, is it that's, that's enough, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I read Men Who Can't Love. We need to we need to talk about the podcast right now. <laughs> oh, Mikey! No, that's not you, Mikey. That's Greg Evigan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like a realization. I just had like a moment. Oh no, no, Mikey! Oh my! Oh my God! <sighs> so anyway, they both get the decompression chamber. <laughs> They do, yeah. So the doctor dies, yeah. Dr. Bueller dies, and then they get in the decompression chamber together. And then there's like a four-hour passage of time where they fall asleep. I I don't know if I'd be able to sleep if the thing we were in is going to blow up at a certain amount of time. And there's like a super narrow window in which you could escape without dying. I would not be able to sleep, and they're woken up by the alarm of the pressurization saying that they've reached decompressurization or whatever. Yeah, they could have passed that time in another way. Yeah, she can't get double (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) And maybe that's why he fell asleep. You are really tired in your first trimester. (laughs) (laughs) Or right after sex. They're now pressurized and can go to the surface. So they get in the sub and they get in the sub and they're like trying to get away. And I loved the, I think we're going to make it. And then Colin's going, I know we're going to make it. I know he's more like, I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. He gets one last chance to kill himself before he has to commit to this family. And boy, does does. he try. Yeah, because they reach the surface and they launch the raft that that, that they're going to literally row back from the middle of the ocean in with no supplies. And as she gets in the raft and as he's getting in, and this is the one jump scare that literally made me jump. It got me Mm. because as he steps like to get into this raft that they're going to die 
lion two days after this movie ends. Sebastian the crab pops out and tries to bite him. Yeah. I, I literally, I was laying in bed watching this movie with Natalie, and I jumped, and she was like, are you okay? Because <laughs> that wasn't scary at all. <laughs> she was honestly on her phone most of the time because she was bored. Yeah, I hear you, Natalie. Yeah, because I was super committed. So, like, I was like, oh, God. Uh, and she was like, really? Well, so this thing doesn't have to depressurize, or I guess he just, like, latched onto the side. So this thing is now the It's top. the crustacean shell, Jen. Mm. <laughs> it provides more pressure protection. Ah, so patented. Captain Mikey heroically pushes the raft away, climbs onto the sub, and starts emptying out all the fuel into the water around him. And he takes out the flare gun, and he makes eye contact with her like, yeah, I'm Ooh. not I'm not actually going to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never thought we would make it i have to burn now i know what why do i feel like mikey has plans to do something like this if something like this happens well okay did you notice that at one point she's like two feet away from the the submarine and then when he's about to light on fire she's like 20 feet away oh yeah you mean the scene that they shot where she's actually not in the water at all and that's literally a projection screen that she's not and you can tell because she's not floating anymore she's static She's in the water, not moving at all. And it's just the screen behind her. The suspense. (laughs) She's suspended. She's reaching out to Captain Mikey and then he blows up the sub. Mikey, it's so suspenseful. Even the ocean stood still. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So then he lights himself on fire and the crustaceans and Sebastian and they all die in a fiery mess. And the sub explodes. It does. And she's suddenly very far away from it. So she's safe. Yes. And then she's trying to decide if she's sad or not. (laughs) Yeah, because honestly, she may have sort of dodged the bullet. Let's just like think through what she's done. She got Mm. pregnant and did not tell the father she got pregnant. She was planning on getting reassigned and having the kid and just never letting him know. She Uh honestly, her internal monologue may be a lot of like, oh shit, I really hope he dies. I know. I cannot raise a child with this man. She's like, wow. That was a crazy <laughs> six hours. But then surprise, because he is swimming. He's totally he unhurt yeah. behind yeah. her. Yeah, he swam he's further fine. away than he needed to. And in the gin cut of this movie, a shark jumps up. <laughs> no, that would no. have been amazing. He gets Oh, man, that's amazing. I don't hate Captain Mikey. I just, every time anybody's in the water, I'm like, there are fucking sharks in there. <laughs> yeah. He was going to swim away, but it was too far. So he had to come back for the raft. He's like, all right. I guess I'll marry. Yeah, had they been had they been close to the shore, he would have swam to the shore and then just run away. Right. You see him just scampering away into the woods. Yeah, so he climbs on the raft and he's like, "I may just be a sub driver, but I know that fire can't burn in water." He might as well have said that. Like when Mikey said that was actual dialogue, even though it was not good dialogue, I was like, "Of course he said that." Exactly. <laughs> like I believed you. Like, oh he did not say that. He just they just start paddling in some sort of direction. Yeah. They paddle yeah. in a indiscriminate direction hoping for land. <laughs> and and that's, that's the movie. movie. <laughs> Roll the credits. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, final thoughts. What do you guys think? It's, it's a classic. <laughs> wow. That is a hot take. <laughs> movie Hall of Fame. I, I would say that I wish we could have watched this all together 
Yes. Because I feel like it would have been oh. more fun. This is something you need to take your friends and, and watch. Exactly. And so laugh yeah. and talk about while you're watching it. When you guys are able to stop quarantining, get together in groups and watch this movie. Do not watch mm-hmm. this movie alone. And yeah. honestly, just mystery science theater the fuck out of it, and you'll have so <laughs> much fun. Is it a good movie? No. no. But it's fun to watch in a group, I bet. Isn't it an allegory for my relationships? Yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Mikey, I am surprised you're not a mental wreck after watching this movie. <laughs> right. You're not Because Jin. it's too close to home for you. But I'm glad oh. you enjoyed it. Jen, what did you think about it? I It was fine. There was nothing in it that actively pissed me off. I just didn't really, I just didn't really care what was happening. There, like, I would have wanted, I wanted a lot more of the monster or, like, the stakes. But there's so much, like, plot that really slows it down. I think the performances are not great, although I do love Miguel Ferrer. But it's, like, when it just every time the monster it just is so slow what the fuck are we even doing here (laughs) so yeah i yeah did not really care for it i have more fun talking about it with you guys than i have exactly exactly and this movie is something that should be experienced together or not at all yeah don't try to watch this on your own for good like watch the abyss or watch you know yeah Yeah, there are much better movies that are this movie (laughs) right and that's part of the problem it's like i've seen better versions of this story yeah right you know mikey movies are meant to be together yeah. All right. Well, let's talk box office then. You guys game for that? Yeah. Yep. All right. So I couldn't find any like super reputable information about the budget of this movie um, because it's only mentioned in one place on Wikipedia. And I'll just go ahead and tell you it was $8 million is what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia is not okay. super reliable, but it says it was $8 million. What do you guys think this movie made in its opening weekend? And it was only domestically. So what do you guys think it made in its opening weekend? $300,000. Yeah, I don't know. or $300,000. Both of those are way low. It came out on January 13th, maybe a Friday the 13th. I'm not sure I'll have to look that up. Uh, 1989. It was eighth the first week it came out, and it made $3 million in its opening weekend. It's pretty respectable, but $8 million budget, only making $3 million. That's a bad sign. Uh, it, It was beat by Rain Man, Twins, Beaches. Oh, love twins. And beaches. Yeah, right? The Accidental Tourist, Working Girl, The Naked Gun, and Mississippi Burning. So it was beat by all seven of those movies. So a lot of really good movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was beat by actual movies? What a surprise. Right. It beat Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Oliver and Company. Like, all okay. of those movies, save Working Girl and Accidental Tourist, which I have not seen, are great movies. Yeah, and, like, the premise of this movie doesn't sound bad. Like, it's the execution of it that's bad. So I could imagine, like, watching the trailer and wanting to go see this, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of its domestic run, and again, it was only domestically released. What do you guys think it made at the box office? Ten million. Seven million. Mikey's closer. It was just over uh, eight million dollars at the box office. So well, that's uh, good. So it made its money back. I mean, if it did, if it spent zero money on marketing, it did barely make its money back. Hey, look, he was on my two dads at the time. That's all the marketing you need. Yeah, it okay. posted <laughs> a lot of home video stuff. Okay, there's a lot of home video stuff back then. So yeah, so that's box office. So Jen, do you got some fun hey. facts for us? I do, although with movies that are kind of lesser known, I don't have a ton of uh, fun facts. Movies that are from the 80s and lesser known. Like, you really have your work cut out for you on these, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and we already talked about the Euripted, what the sea scorpion thing. Right. Okay, so the screenwriter from this was, um, his name is Louis Abernathy. 
And he was working on this. At the same time, his good friend James Cameron was working on The Abyss. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So they kind of ended up, they kind of gotten a little, I haven't seen The Abyss in a long time. And I don't really Me remember either. a whole lot about but it. But it's much better. Oh, guys, we got to watch The Abyss. But how similar is the plot? Not similar at not all. Not at all. It, not at all. Uh, okay. It's very There's different. There's some stuff with yeah. nuclear weapons and like. The Abyss is like a way better movie in yeah, every honestly, way imaginable. Deep Star 6 is like the, the made-for-TV lifetime movie version of The Abyss. Yeah. Well, and so I think that James Cameron and Louis Abernathy, they were friends, but they ended up kind of getting into an argument or a disagreement because, like, James Cameron was like, why are you ripping off my movie? I don't know a ton <laughs> of the details about that, but it was, it was contentious. Yes. And so... In 1989, this was one of four underwater horror movies released. So we have <laughs> well, the Abyss Deep Star was one Six, of them, right? The Abyss, Leviathan, which was the other, which was the movie Mikey thought we were going to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another movie called Lords of the Deep that I haven't heard of. Yeah. Um, but, oh my gosh, yeah, we should have just done a month of 1989 underwater underwater horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Kane Hodder. Do we know who Kane Hodder is? Uh, I've heard that name. He played. He was one of the people that played um, Jason in. Oh Freddy yeah, the yeah, yeah. Movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. a stunt coordinator. Okay. He was when we watched um, uh, Behind the Mask. He's one of the the like shout or the cameos at the very oh, okay. beginning. Okay, cool. Yeah, but he's like a really well known stunt man. He was the stunt coordinator for this movie. Okay. Sean S. Cunningham was the producer for this movie, and he was also the producer of a lot of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Including including, I think, the original. All right. Um, so that's probably where that connection came in. He was also producer on The Last House on the Left. Really? And I mean, we haven't seen that, but I've heard about that movie. Right, yeah, yeah it's on the list. Um, and he all, w- that was Wes Craven's first movie. Oh, okay, um, okay. And he was also the producer for House 2. No, oh. shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. this guy is cranking out Mikey movies. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he I think we're the only his- podcast that's a fan of this guy's work. But I love <laughs> it. Hey, look, I love Friday the Thirteenth. That's one of my favorites. I need a list of all of this guy's films. I need to see all of them. <laughs> well, honestly, Mikey, that is a, that is a ride I will go on with you. So the monster. So they built a large monster for shooting. This was a practical effect. Yes, and they needed eight people to like maneuver <laughs> it, plus a stuntman. Oh god, I, I feel so I bad for all so eight good. of those people and the stuntman. I know, and that's probably why there's not very much of the monster in this movie. Well, that it looks horrible. It does. Look <laughs> Although horrible, I did yeah. love that on the top part of the tri mouth because it had like three openings for the mouth that it, it had two little eyes. Yeah, it did have, it did have <laughs> two little Sebastian eyes. eyes. <laughs> because well, see, it's Sebastian. That, I love it. And that's the thing, like with Jaws, like you don't see the shark for so long, but when you actually see him, he looks really it's scary. Terrifying. Yeah. When you finally see this thing, you're like, "What the fuck is that thing? It's got. Is that Sebastian? <laughs> that's a Mikey movie because I'd be like, "Just my luck, murdered by a really ridiculous dumb thing." Right. Like. <laughs> A dog glow worm or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Uh, and those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Jen. Oh, Let's welcome. hit them with the scary scale. Hey, listeners! Our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scary we think the movie is. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film; it's how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, uh, Todd, what you got? I want so badly to give this a one, <laughs> but that last jump scare <laughs> did make me jump. So I am embarrassed to admit this is a two for me. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> That's the only scare that got me, though. Do I calculate in the commitment issues? Yeah. Mm. Hey, I calculated my weird <laughs> shit with movies. Yeah, I will say that Jen's scores always have projection factored in. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's part of the scary scale. <laughs> this Mikey's ready to face his crabs and go and get a baby. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a one. Oh, my God. Look out, world. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. All right. I am also going to give it a one, although not for that. <laughs> not for that reason. I think it's safe to say that Jen has no problem with commitment, having been married oh, yeah. for almost nine years. Actually, nine years by the time this, this airs, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. And Congratulations. Yeah, as of yesterday, Two I think. Two kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Corey did not blow up the submarine after I told <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, there's a second heartbeat in your shoulder. Is that a baby? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a scary scale. Well, all right. This week, you guys made me watch Deep Star 6. What are you guys making me watch next week? Todd, we're not making you watch anything. Oh, no, oh. we're not making you watch anything. It yeah, Todd. is listener request week. It is. Yes. Yeah, so our theme was aquatic horror and you motherfuckers picked ghost ship. <laughs> and I am so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you were mad. I thought you were legit oh, mad no. about it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. This is like Mikey Month number two. I love it. Really? Oh, no. I love, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry I called you motherfuckers. You're awesome. <laughs> I just <laughs> never know what you guys are going to pick. Like, every time, we always place bets on what it is. Oh, we, yeah. Honestly, whatever you guys vote for, that's what we watch. And we're yeah. always like, oh, I think it's going to be this. I think it's going to be that. And you guys picked Ghost Ship. I think we all thought it was going to be The Shallows. I thought it was going to be The Meg. I, oh, I text right. you guys, yeah, yeah. like, it's definitely going to be The Meg. Because that was like yeah. the biggest box office hit, I think, out of all of them. But no, yeah. like the ghost ship sort of crushed it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I whatever, love ghost ship. We'll and I love all of classic. you guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks for voting in this. I'm sorry I called you motherfuckers, but it was meant in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right, guys. Your homework for next week is to watch Ghost Ship. Yeah. So watch that ship. It's from 2002, right? Something like that? Yeah. And um, one of the best opening scenes ever. <laughs> People have been saying the opening scene is going to scare the shit out of me. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's very much like 13 Ghosts. Okay, kind all of right. That well, thing. Cool. And I think they picked it because they knew it would probably scare you. Well, thanks a lot, of guys. <laughs> Mikey, do you have a review ready for us to read? I do have a review, I think. Well, while you figure that out, I'm going to say, if you want Mikey to read your review, leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes, leave a little text review so he has something to read, and then he will read it on the podcast. And if you want to give us like a fun accent, and then maybe give an instructional video of your boyfriend who actually has that accent in the Facebook group <laughs> so that we can know exactly how Mikey missed the mark. Please right. do that. That was so awesome. I think it was that Allison was that posted that. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, it was oh, so good. Gosh. It was so good, man. I don't have any prep time. That's fine. Whatever. Okay, so the Peterson family. Wait, the whole oh. family? That's what it says. Awesome. The Peterson family says, love this pod. Oh. Totally oh, stumbled upon this podcast by accident and have been absolutely loving it. As an essential worker during the time of COVID, oh. I've been in desperate need of podcasts to fill my work days. Understandable. It makes me laugh, and I get to enjoy horror movies without actually having to watch them. Five stars. Well, thank you so much Yo. for that awesome review and the essential work that you do. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. I do know a couple of people who listen to the show because they, they're too scared to watch the movies. Yeah, I know a you lot. Know, so. People like reach out to me on Twitter and stuff and say, like, 
I don't even watch these movies. I just think the podcast is hilarious. Yeah. Thanks for telling me what happens so I don't have to exactly. watch Exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're like, I have a bunch of horror friends, and I want to know what happens in these movies. So I just mm-hmm. listen to the podcast and never watch them, which is what I would do if I found this podcast and wasn't on it. Right. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. So we are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network. So if you would do us yes, a favor and check out some of their awesome shows, like This Must Be the Gig, Kyle Meredith With, The Halloweenies, The Losers Club, the Fifth Dimension. Ghost Echoes, The Assembly, The Opus. Yeah, check them out, guys. They're great. Yeah, also, there's mm. lots of really great stuff. There are. And make sure you check out their awesome website, Consequence of Sound. And if you uh-huh. want to check out our shit, go to HorrorVirgin.com for Jen's blog and links to the merch store. If you want to follow us on socials, we are at HorrorVirgin. And if you want to also follow us individually, please do. Mikey is at MRandolph24. Jen is at Jen with two N's for Atu, And I am at Todd J. Awesome. And if you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where we have a lot of great levels and a lot of great things but next week we have a listener request and all of the levels get to both suggest and vote on that so if you join at any level you're involved in that at least and there's a bunch of other great content the more you spend you guys know how that works but mm-hmm. if you can't afford to financially support the show or just simply don't want to but still want daily free content check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash horror virgin or we link it every week so just check for that on socials and then click through and join it's great and if you don't like Facebook I get it Facebook is the worst. I hate it, too. I literally only post inside the Facebook group now. And Jen has, like, a perfect pro hack. Yeah, if you just don't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) She means on Facebook, not, like, in general. Uh, No, on Facebook. Yeah, (laughs) I just created a different account, and I don't... I have a policy that I don't friend anyone. So yeah. if you friend requested me, that's why. And the reason is because I don't see anything but what's in the group. Yeah. Which is awesome because the group is amazing and it's moderated. Yeah. And I don't see people's random posts. Exactly. You know? So so guys, check yeah. out the Facebook group. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for us. I am Jen. And I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. <laughs> have a great week and stay safe. Yeah. the pandemic, civil unrest, and all the bad stuff that's happening. Yeah, I forgot to say thank you for joining us, but for real, thank you. Sebastian Nerds! The end makes sense because the crustacean got cooked by the fire, so they have enough food to make it to shore. Holy shit, Mikey, Ew. you're right. They literally eat crab all the way to shore. They do. <laughs> it and makes the water's sense. salty, so it's flavor. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we fucking right. nailed it. Consequence Podcast Network.